Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. I'm John, and this is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, the podcast where we take a long, hard look back at some of our favorite action movies from the era of Arnold. Schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre, and we're taking a deep dive into some of these 80s and 90s cult action movies and breaking them all the way down. Welcome back, everybody. John, hey, how are guys. you? Buddy, I'm, I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm great. Tell, tell us all what we're drinking. Yeah, we are drinking the 13th Colony Southern Bourbon Whiskey, which, if I recall from the label correctly, is a blend. Is a blend? Was some, it from Americas, it, Georgia? It is from Americas, Georgia. Americas? Americas. Americas? Americas. They'll let us know. We know we have fans <laughs> down in Americas listening right now um, from Braves Country. What do you think of it? I think I'm it's en- tasty. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it's, it's an easy drinker. Yeah, it's very, very smooth, um, delicious. Tastes like bourbon. Yeah. It's not too acrid, not overly <laughs> alcoholic. No. Uh, as far as the like the way that hits your nose sometimes yeah, if you got a, uh, an especially boozy one. <laughs> <laughs> Tastes like corn and oak, my friend. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, what are we talking about today, John? Um well, we've been talking about the Braves oh, wait, well, here. First of all, I want to say, I want to say thanks to everyone who's listening. Yes. Thanks to our loyal uh, weekly listeners. Thanks to everyone on the Last of the Action Heroes podcast network, our listeners and our other shows. Everyone Shout out there. to other regular listeners like Daniel Day Lewis, Jacqueline <laughs> in the UK, <laughs> Tiffany yeah. in New York, Andrew in Houston. <laughs> Absolutely, we love you all like our own children. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm always just tickled when people listen. And uh, if you're loving us on the Last of the Action Heroes podcast network, I would say, you know, just hook a brother up. Follow us on our own feed as well. We um, actually, there are reasons to follow us on our own feed. We we release in a higher audio quality, so we probably sound a little better. We also drop a day earlier on our own feed. So if you just cannot wait. And I can't. To get your six degrees of Schwarzenegger (laughs) fix. Uh, subscribe to our own feed and you can uh, access to that content early. You can spoil it for all your friends. Yeah. <laughs> the water cooler. Did you hear the new you six hear, DOS? Did you hear, did you hear when, what happened at the end of Eraser? When, you, fuck yeah, I did. When, I've seen that movie, Daniel you asshole. Day and, uh, and Judy Dencher at the water cooler just hashing it out, <laughs> chopping it up. Uh, Dame Judy. <laughs> And ha- happy birthday to Helen Mirren. Helen we know Mirren you're, li- we know you're listening. Listens. She's still a gorgeous woman. Oh my God. Yeah. She's. Boxy. Regal, yeah, um, yeah. So as I as I said a moment ago, we're talking about Eraser. Yes, we are. Um, I have no idea what's happened in the movie at this point. I'll try to recap what happened in the last episode. Um, so Lee and Eraser, or Eraser and Lee, if you're nasty, escaped from the zoo from the CG alligators. Um, all the feds roll up and the witness protection people in their private chopper. Um, Daguerre immediately starts to tell Beller. Like the, he starts to try to throw Eraser and Lee under the bus, saying that Eraser is the one that's in on the government plot and that Lee is like his accomplice. And uh, Beller is not buying it. Shortly thereafter, Eraser 
Um, Beller tells, by the way, Beller tells Daguerrean to bring them in alive, which we we hope at least buys them a little bit of time. Right. Eraser and Lee, uh, Eraser calls Beller and tells him, no, actually what Daguerrean said is the plot. Like, he's the bad guy. Give me some time to prove it. Um, so he and Beller Lee are on the lam. seems inclined to believe yeah. Eraser. Yeah, he he seems inclined to go with the 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 sample size and <laughs> and what he knows. Um, Eraser says we can't trust anybody, so we're going to go to the one person that I feel like I maybe can trust. That's this, not this priest. This one guy that I met for thirty minutes a couple yeah, weeks yeah. ago, who is Johnny um, Eldon from Murphy <laughs> Brown. Yeah, um, Robert Pastorelli. Yeah, uh, who his his uh, uh, witness protection life is as a bartender in a gay bar, which is kind of a sweet gig. I bet he's mm-hmm. making bank. Absolutely. Gotta um, be. And he's like, we need your help to break into the Cyrez Corporation building because that's the only place where we can find out what's on this disc. Um, Daguerrean reckons that that's exactly what Eraser is going to do. So he and his goons hole up there to wait with the help of Pastorelli, uh, of Johnny, um, Lee and, and Eraser do sneak in, do find out what's on the disc but not before somehow an <laughs> IT guy figures out what what they're up to, lets everyone know where they're... Where, anyway, there's a dramatic this escape. This is like Eraser the hacker of all hackers because yeah. he erased the disc remotely. Somehow. So now they've lost their one exonerating bit of evidence. Right, but they know, they know that there's an arms deal somehow going down that night in yeah. Baltimore, and as luck would have it, Johnny's cousins own the dock, run the docks in Baltimore. Exactly. And so, oh, also as they were leaving Cyrez, Lee was captured by Daguerre. And yes. that should catch us up. She's in, yes, she's in the clutches of the evil... Uh, James Conn. James Conn, rest in peace. Yeah, so that, that I, I think that that gets us yeah, caught up more perfect, or less. that was perfect, my friend. Yeah, not so, bad for slightly tipsy. Oh my God, this bourbon Let's is Let's go drive spot. a car. <laughs> <laughs> See how fast you can drive home. <laughs> Yes, so at uh, the mob hideout, I guess, on the docks in Baltimore, Johnny calls out from the dark, shocking his friends who had thought he was dead, because that was like his cover for his witness relocation or whatever. Right. Johnny says that must have been somebody else who got killed. His uh, his cousin, but he's much too old to be his cousin. Well, he could know. be distant cousins. Yeah, right. Older you know, cousins. A, that's a colloquialism yeah. or something. But his cousin Tony is reluctant to forgive Johnny for ratting to the feds. That is Joe Vitarelli, who is in every mob movie you've ever seen oh, really? recently. Yeah, he's just in he everything. He usually just doesn't get to talk. He, he always, well, he does talk, He and but he's always this guy, and he's always in like one or two episodes of a show playing this role. Okay. He's a mob al- dude. Yeah, he's always Tony. A mafioso. Tony Two Toes. <laughs> so it's no big deal to anyone that Johnny has brought a federal agent into their clubhouse. <laughs> I do I do love the bit when when Tony says, You uh you you're dead, so you must be a ghost and then Johnny's like, Boo. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was we talked about this movie lacking a sense of fun. And this is one scene that you can point to in the movie that you're like, this scene. This is easily the best scene in the movie for it me. It feels loose and like the guys are having a good time. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. From top so, to bottom, even Schwarzenegger. But all these guys are clearly just like, this movie needs some help. It's yeah. like somebody told him, it's like, this movie needs help and you're it. So Eraser steps forward. He says that Johnny helped to get a drug dealer and his poison off the street. Who's the tree trunk? I guess, <laughs> I guess this is supposed to be like the old school, like Corleone type philosophy. Yeah, we don't like, give we drugs don't, to kids. We don't deal in drugs. That's poison or whatever. But Johnny introduces the guys. 
There's Tony Two Toes, who's in charge. Sally Boy, right. shooting pool. And Little Mike, who's like the comic relief, is a big behemoth of a man. Yeah, with, with, a, like, with a tiny person's voice. He says, hey, a funeral was absolutely beautiful. I loved that line. <laughs> it, was, it was like, you hear like laughing, yeah, you like slapped him on the shoulder. It was awesome. And did we recognize Sally Boy? Yeah, we recognized now as John Snyder, or Schneider, who played the pimp in Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> you going to talk all night or you going to screw one up? Yeah, I love that. Dude's got a, a very um, distinct look and sound. And about you're him. familiar with his more broad work yeah, and probably he, bigger success. He, I mean, he is, he is, he's living the dream as an uber successful voice actor in um, anime, video games. Like he is, he's doing tons of shit. And that seems to be like where a lot of like, as we've done this, like a lot of actors from that time mm-hmm. figured out like that. There's money to be made and just, and that shit like anime is prolific and it like doing English dubs for that shit. Like it's a full-time job if you can find the work. So I snuck away yesterday um, to watch the movie. Nope. Did it live up to the hype? Um, I mean, I thought it, I didn't think it was as good as get out, but like get okay. out, was a work of inspired genius to me. But what I will say about Nope Aside from it being refreshing to see an actual original story, right? Which I can't is wait to see. It. Hard to find nowadays. It had some of the best voices, you know, and hit ever. It had um, Keith David. Ooh, nice, amazing voice, right? And it had this guy who I'm looking up right now, Michael Wincott. You know, the guy he was um, the sheriff of Nottingham's cousin. Uh, why not an axe cousin? What? Whoa, what, a, what, what a voice. Might I have the pleasure of your name before I have you run through? He was awesome. <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait to, to listen watch to this. that gravelly voice. I could just listen to him talk all day. So, yeah, yeah man, but no. Keith David's voice is fucking Keith David, unreal. who's like, I'm sure he gets a lot more voice work than he does. He's a hell of an actor, Yeah, but he does like all those fucking Ken Burns documentaries, like voicing over, was it jazz or baseball? He did some of the bigger Ken Burns. Mm-hmm. He's uh, also, if you're films. if you're a video game nerd, I I needn't tell you because you'll know. But he was the voice of the the Arbiter in um, the Halo series. Oh, okay, like, he's huge. It's like as soon as he talks, there you're like, oh man, yes, man. <laughs> Why a spoon, cousin? Why not an axe? Because it's dull, you twit. It'll hurt more. Two iconic voices. Yeah, those two together. Yeah, for real. Atlan Rickman's voice, one of a kind. But um yeah, so anyway, great movie. Check out Nope. Anyway, we'll do. Uh, so back in Eraserland, Eraser tells the mob guys, you know, well, there's a major arms deal going down on your docks tonight. I like that they like they laugh and they're like, yeah, we know. No, I thought at first he was like, well, you know, no, he said he's like we're sell they're he's like yeah, tell us something we selling don't know. arms to the to our enemies. Well, it's, it's, and they were like, oh yeah, we know that. And they're like, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. and it's going down on your docks, That's, motherfuckers. That, and they're like, oh like, shit, oh that oh, I didn't yeah. know. Yeah, we don't know that part. So, yeah, that gets their their dander up. Now, out on the ship, Daguerre is speaking with the Russian arms dealer guy. He's like the captain of the boat, we assume. As the, I think he's the, the, I don't know what his title is. I don't know if he's a terrorist or not, but I think he's the dude. I think he's the main dude. Mr. Katanga. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. He's, that, he's, the, he's the head dude in charge. He's the arms dealer, I think. But. Uh, the Russian is saying, you know, you sure brought a lot of security. Is there a problem? Right. Should we be worried? Daguerrean says, you know, I'm no, I'm a Boy Scout. I just believe in being prepared. I like that. Yeah. 
The Russian asks, well, what about this woman? Why the fuck is she tied to my why chair? Why is she tied to my chair? And they've got her, like, with wire around her wrist. That, that was shit, painful as fuck. I know. That shit probably got you, too, because you got the... Do you have like a hands and feet I don't injury like thing? Hands and hands. I mean, that's that's far enough down the hand. No, that it's it was the okay, extremities. It's, it's like if it had been like wrapped across. I w- that's what I want to see. Is it um, is it Aronofsky that knew that that body horror thing that's out? Oh, or is it oh, um, no Cronenberg? Cronenberg. I want to see that shit. That looks you crazy. Do? Yeah, I do. It's not gonna freak you out. Nah. I, it I looks see that too. crazy. It looks crimes nuts. of the future. We're yes. talking about. Will you say dudes in that? Yeah, dude. Is that your girl? I think it's, I think it's all of our, 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 she's having a moment. She's in the zeitgeist. She's the most French looking person that's ever lived. That's or on Vincent Castle. Maybe the two of them together, (laughs) the most French people of all time. That's that's very true. Or Jean Renault is high on the list of looking French. Yes. That's a good point as well. Uh, Jean Renault is awesome. And uh, you know what else is awesome? Ronan. Yes. God, and Vigo Mortensen unrelated. (laughs) Cronenberg. Anyway, Cronenberg. Eraser. Okay. So, but yeah, the shit with Lee like wired down and it's cutting into her skin. That shit was painful just to look at. But like it wasn't, it probably wasn't so tight that it was cutting in when like you wouldn't have to work very hard before you realize oh, that's cutting into me. It I really fucking stop. hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I don't know. Anyway. But DeGaron says, you know, this, she's just an insurance policy. Once we complete our deal, basically you can do what you want with her. Right. Which was fucking gross. The vibe gets a little rapey. Yeah, DeGaron says, if it was me, I'd shoot her in the head and dump her overboard. The guy guy starts pawing at her, like, touch, caressing her face. He's like, don't even think about it. Don't even think about it. He backhanded the shit out of her. I feel like that would have probably broken her jaw or something. And she had a big wound on her face already from where fucking DeGaron had pistol whipped her in the last chapter. She's been hit in the head a lot. That's what I want to say is like, and maybe that's another reason why this movie feels like no fun is that because she's got no role in this movie. She is a set piece. She's getting battered. I mean, she's ordered around. It's just like there's there's no personality. I like how she's the the Cyrez executive. She's the brain. She's an accountant, right? right? And then you've got fucking Eraser in there henpecking around on the keyboard yeah, instead that's, of that's letting what I'm her be the smart one who knows her way around That's one of system. the reasons why I feel like Commando is a is a superior movie is because um, Cindy was such an amazing character. She was a like a stronger character than Lee was. In this she was movie. definitely more feisty and had more personality to her. Yeah, right. Lee is a little bit bland yeah. as a character. They don't just don't give her a lot to do. Right. But yeah, Russian smacked the shit out of her, was brutal. DeGaron says he's going to leave the two lovebirds alone and takes off, which was fucking evil. Dude, yeah. Like abandoning her to a fate worse than death. Yep. So meanwhile, Eraser brandishing like a tactical shotgun. He's leading the mob guys through out, like out onto the pier. He calls Beller on his phone. On tells, his celly. <laughs> tells Beller the whole scheme of what's going on with DeGaron and the undersecretary and the arms deal. He tells Beller to come on down to Baltimore Harbor. Oh, he's like, come get me. Come and get me. That's good stuff. It was efficient storytelling, that little scene. Yeah, and then he chucks the phone. That's what I'm saying is like, for for whatever reason, they really, really tightened things up in this last part of the movie. It did feel, the the movie as a whole feels like it was written by different writers, which it was. Yeah. But because you have scenes that meander and go nowhere, and then you have scenes that are very crisp. You have well, good I, one-liners and you have bad one-liners. I have liners. no idea like what the entire middle part of the movie was where they go on the wild goose chase to like, we've got other 
people, like other witnesses. You needed some action in the middle to this bridge This is so it all. stupid. It's like, what the <laughs> fuck is happening? And, I, and I, I couldn't figure out if they were trying to reinforce the relationship between James Caan and, and Schwarzenegger, between yeah. Eraser and, and Daguerre. But it's just like, the whole middle of the movie feels, it's just like, what? It, it, it doesn't belong. It's action. It's, it's sound and fury signifying nothing. Yeah, anyway. Now, Daguerre re- has returned to his mobile command center with this fucking pimped out truck, surveillance yeah. truck with a satellite dish and everything on the roof. Where the fuck did that shit come from? Witness protection. Is it, how do you, there's a record of. He commandeered it until he wiped right? the books. He got that IT guy to figure it out. So he's doing a security check. We see that there's like goons stationed everywhere. They're armed a lot of them with the EM guns. Yeah. That's the electro, that's the, the MacGuffin of the movie. The real gun. Yeah. yeah. It's like, that's what this whole thing is about. But yeah, there are goons everywhere. Calderon and Schiff are among them. Yes. All of the men say that everything's quiet, but Daguerrean is still certain that Eraser's out there somewhere. Love the line and the col- this colloquialism that I use on radio. He's like, keep your heads up and your asshole's puckered. <laughs> like, my asshole puckered is a great visual. It's like, just tighten it up, tighten it up. Daguerrean has dozens of traitorous mercenaries, like on the payroll, apparently. He's also just chain smoking at this point. I think he's nervous. I think yeah. that's what it's signifying is that he's like fucking uptight. Well, these His are, life these, is on the line. These are here. the same kinds of guys in in the Rock that are like, "We're ready to fucking blow the city up, sir. We're some ready trigger, to send him some yeah. trigger happy dudes." Yeah, that are just like, "We're yeah. ready." So as the mob guys minus a racer, they approach uh, the guy guarding, I guess, the main gate at the end of the pier. They tell him that they heard a ship was being loaded without union labor. This shit is amazing. This dude, the 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 guard shack guy, oh man, this is painful to watch. Wolf. Dude, that's exactly, I had like, there's a huge acting discrepancy between the mob guys and this guy, who I feel like was probably just a stunt man. Yeah, he was a stunt guy. Can you read get, lines? Yeah. Can you remember this thing to say? <laughs> that's exactly, do you read English? <laughs> yeah. Okay, can you remember <laughs> yeah. this thing? What's your phone number? No, the guy calls for backup, and other security comes to assist at the gate. Meanwhile, we see that Eraser is snuck in, and he's fucking shimmying through the rafters of the warehouse nearby. What the hell is he doing up there fucking balance beaming his way around? I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's like, I don't know. That was just weird. But more, yeah, more security arrives at the gate. Tensions rise. The ranking security guy demands that the mob guys leave, says it's a matter of national security. That dude in charge, who immediately upped the acting caliber. Yeah, I was about to say, that dude was fucking off the hook. He had a big Ron Perlman vibe. Yes. He was a great voice. He was in uh, Shawshank Redemption. He was part of Red's Click yes. in uh, Shawshank. His name was, yeah, he was Floyd. Okay, yeah, yeah, I I remember him sitting at the table, yeah. In this movie, he's credited as first perimeter guy. (laughs) (laughs) He's definitely, I feel like the first guy they talked to was third perimeter guy. But I like, I don't know if it was, it was probably Pastorelli, it was probably Johnny, he was like, are you threatening us? And he says, oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it was so good, man. It was, 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 I was like, oh my God, that's menacing as shit. (laughs) Everyone draws their guns. Dicks are being measured. Yeah, everyone's looking to see, like, what's yours look like? <laughs> so Eraser, he's climbed down from the roof that he went up onto for no plausible reason. Yeah, it's like, I'm looking for the most complicated <laughs> way in. It's like, how have you stayed alive this whole movie if this is how you're getting into places? Yeah, he hops down onto this sort of small crane, but he spooks some seagulls that are there. One of the many hazards of going up on the roof when you don't need to. 
right? right? And but on a pier, I guess. The, sh- the shrieking of the birds, it gets the attention of a couple of guards that are down on the ground. They whirl around and just start shooting. Well, see, so I took this, I, I got the order of this a little different. So they kind of look in the direction of the noise. And then a racer, without really being sure if they've spotted him, <laughs> flips off the crane like a gym, like a gymnast, as mm-hmm. you, like, and they then it's then that they're like, oh shit, there's someone <laughs> flying through <laughs> the air, shoot. and they they start firing at him, and he somehow lands behind them because they've never moved. They're they never shooting, moved, even as a racer is behind them, they're still shooting up in the air, <laughs> like. You can see him coming. You know, why wouldn't you turn around and shoot him <laughs> as he's landing? I don't know what we talk about. How we're talking about the good, the bad, the ugly, and the ridiculous. And this is ridiculous. I mean, it's that like, was some. That was this some is laughable. This is shit. like you. You still have control of. Like I, I feel like it's like they gave someone a gun that had never fired a gun. They're like, oh my god, I'm so like taken aback by the sounds and vibrations. I'm holding the trigger down until I'm empty. But it's like he landed behind them, touched, and and they watched him ostensibly fly through the air. <laughs> I mean. Shit. I mean, I guess you have. To, maybe it was dark. I don't know. I don't no, know. I don't know. I don't, I don't think know. there's an explanation. It also made me think, though, like that was such a strange move because he went full gymnast. It yeah. wasn't just like he jumped down. No, he did a spinning Summer, flip in like, the air. He did thing. a hurricane rana. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I started thinking, like, was he probably he was like a West Germany gymnast or something like that? That's his backstory. I wish to God that that had been paid off earlier in the movie. <laughs> that he was like. Like that someone's like, like the scene in kickboxer, we're talking about, like we were raised by different parents in different worlds. Yes, like you were a you gymnast. Focus on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and he's like, I was raised by my gymnast father. My father, he had me on the pommel horse every day horse. on the floor, <laughs> on the floor exercise. <laughs> but yeah, he took both those. Deuces. Now I can't not think about Arnold doing floor exercise. <laughs> That would Which be dudes don't even do. Yeah. But anyway, he takes both those dudes out with his bare hands. Yeah. But the gunfire has been heard. The alarm is raised. Yeah, the die is cast. Shit's going off now. There's like a momentary distraction. Johnny and the mob guys pounce on those guards at the gate. They beat them down with like bats and yeah, the butts clubbing of guns them and with things. the butts of their yeah. guns. Real shitty guards. If yeah. you got three of you got incapacitated. All of them like uh, ostensibly ex-military Without a shot being fired, they were all incapacitated. Yeah. Three of them. They probably, like, I'm trying to think in, the, in, a, in a real situation like that, the sh- they would have heard the shots and immediately taken a defensive position. At that point, they probably just start capping dudes. But I feel like what in the movie, the way that they set it up is that um, DeGaron makes a call on the radio to say, like, some shit's going down. And I feel like we're meant this to think that. This was after the, the gunshots had started? Yeah, the gunshots start. DeGaron says, what's that? And then it's obviously gunshots. And then that, they start looking that lead, confusedly. lead gate guy was like, what the radio say? <laughs> like, and then, and then that's when the shit goes down. Uh, so it's like, what? But so, yeah, they disarm those dudes. Johnny scoops up an Uzi off one of the guys and uh, disconnects. I think it was Sally Boy disconnected the video feed. Uh-huh. Dude, I love seeing Uzis in movies, man. Old, <laughs> the old school Uzis. I feel like I used to have a, a water gun that was like looked like like black like that, that was, it was i mean the one that would get like, you killed by police if you were holding it probably for sure it was, fuck it, it was the golden age of uzis in movies yes. for certain meanwhile 
Meanwhile, back <laughs> yeah. in Baltimore, Calderon sees that there's guys inside the perimeter. He radios to Daguerrean that there's a security breach. Daguerrean orders the men to hurry up and get that shipment loaded. Eraser is waving for the mob guys to come on ahead. Follow me. So as a first time watcher, the thing that I got was that he was, this was like a tactical thing where he was like, you guys go that way. Well, it was like, you guys go, go make go it distract way. the gate yeah, yeah, yeah. guys. That's what, but it still doesn't really explain why he had to go through the rafters. Everything that he does in this is like, why not just run around the perimeter of the thing instead of being like, I'm going to go through this building. It's like, we, we know he can sneak anywhere, anytime, right? Like, now that's we're his seeing thing. him sneak and it's like this, it's like the first, first time that he's unsuccessful twice. <laughs> yes. It's true. Boo. So Eraser, for some reason, he breaks into another building, like a warehouse or a factory or something that has nothing really to do with anything. And the only thing that I can think of is that he's he's trying to split up their forces and he's moving from a covered position. But this, like, we know these guns can see through walls. Yeah. So it's like... He may not know that yet. That's true because he showed up late to the house. He didn't know that from earlier. He doesn't know what they saw. So maybe he's just thinking, it's like, I'm splitting our forces and I'm trying to go from a covered position. So he's decided that his move is going to be, I'm going to break out the window, going to crawl across the broken glass. Uh, Schiff is like sweeping the area with the EM gun. The scope can see through shit, as we just mentioned. So we're seeing. And it it locks in on heartbeat somehow. We're not sure how the technology works. But we're also seeing that it casts this big green circle of light that is permeates, sh- permeates matter. through walls. It permeates matter. Like, yeah, it goes through matter and you can see it. And it's like, that's not that's, a great, that's not a great stealthy weapon. Well, I feel like also if that's the case, then it's probably, it'd be harmful to human skin just on its own. If it can, <laughs> shine, th- if it can shine through <laughs> solid matter into your body, that's not good. That's the shit that, Trump wanted to treat uh, COVID, <laughs> COVID with. with. Yeah, we're going to shine gonna... the light into your body. <laughs> Fucking shit. <laughs> but then Calderon locks onto a cat inside the building. And we see the spotlight. Yeah, it's penetrating shit. It's weird to me. But somehow that it... he, he locked in on the cat, but he didn't see a racer right next the to the cat. larger body, larger heart <laughs> next to the cat. <laughs> yes. One heart at a time, I guess. I'm not I don't sure. Know. The mob guys, they creep a little bit closer to where they can see the bad guys loading the ship. Cousin Tony Two Toes says, there they are, commie bastards. This is such a good exchange. And like, yeah, little Mike, the big guy, says, actually, they're not communists anymore. They're a federation of independent, liberated states. And Tony says, don't make me hurt you, Mikey. That was the best, legitimately funny moment of the movie, don't make me hurt you, Mikey. Agreed. <laughs> Vitarelli bringing it. So the mob guys armed with a hunting rifle and a scope. That's Sal. Uh, Sally, Sally boy. He's one. He's a, he's wondering aloud if he could hit the guy positioned high atop the crane, who's like loading the shipping container. Big fucking foreshadowing. Right. For I you. feel like Johnny, you tell, hit that Johnny tells him you'd be lucky to hit the floor if you fell on it. Yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> Now, using the x-ray scopes, the bad guys can see that Eraser's inside the building. People start shooting at him from all sides with those EM guns. Eraser's tipped off by the bright green light, but somehow he still manages to dodge a bullet, it seemed like, that's traveling so near many. the speed of light. That's, that's what I'm saying is, like, this, this whole thing, based on what we've been taught throughout the movie, is implausible. We've been told that this weapon 
is is it's an equalizer, not even an equalizer. I mean, it like it, it cut like it's impossible to defend yeah, you against. You can't. Yeah, yes. I can see though why the U.S. military didn't order any of these guns because everyone's fucking missing. Like it doesn't work. There must be bugs in the system. Good. Yeah. Good for shooting on a on a like a, a position, but not good at shooting moving targets. Perhaps. I guess not. But also, it's like because the thing. I mean, it's still operator error, right? Yeah. You got to move. You also have to. Once it like, locks in on a heart, I don't know how would, it works, but but if but also if it moves at the speed of light, you would think that it wouldn't matter if the person was moving because if it can shoot that fast, you'd pull the trigger and they'd be instantaneously killed. It doesn't killed. matter. It doesn't. Yeah, as long as they're in the crosshairs, there's they're no dot. You don't have to aim in front of them. As or soon as you pull like the that. trigger, they'd be dead. Yes, instantaneous. It's on them instantly. So th- this whole scene of him like the bullets whizzing past to me is like. It's ludicrous. Just given the, the, like, tell me how fast the gun actually shoots, but saying speed of light. You wouldn't even be able to see. No. We can sort of see the bullets a little bit or whatever it is that they're firing. And yeah, you wouldn't be able to see shit. Yeah, we're no physicists. We know some are listening. <laughs> Please. Probably in the Email Kremlin. Email us, tweet at us, <laughs> find us on Instagram. Hey, friends in the Kremlin, let us know how this <laughs> science shit. works. At any rate. These and dudes- get out of the Ukraine while you're at it. Oh, fuck. Just Ukraine, sorry, not the Ukraine. At any rate, the dudes, they absolutely destroy the building. And it seemed like maybe a racer was hit. I don't he, know. Or some, like, to me, I was like, as shit was falling down around him, he screamed. Ah! So I was like, shrapnel or a, something hit him as it was falling. It was pretty incredible, Debris. though, the, the damage the guns can do. Yeah. The building's like on fire now. So in a moment of hubris, Daguerrean says, I think it's safe to say we got him. The, the hubris is infectious because then Calderon <laughs> and Schiff are both like, yep. He's toast. And then one of the guys, I think we even got the roaches. Yeah, it's, it's like, like everyone's like, oh, so you you are the next three to die for You bad certain. guys fucking never learn, man. No. So DeGaran sends a couple of guys in to find a racer's body. Those goons should be so nervous, man. Have they never seen movies? Like fucking triple hubris followed by an order to send a couple of anonymous guys like, in. Excuse me, sir. Um, we're definitely going to get shot now. <laughs> I'm sorry, but aren't the EM scopes capable of scanning the building? Yes. No, we got to send a couple of guys in. It's I guess bu- he needs that physical. He's old school. He's a boy scout. Always prepared. <laughs> he, he needs that phys- physical documentation. Bring the body out. So inside the building, we see that a racer has got some shrapnel through his thigh. That sucks. Yeah, dude. Oh, his shotgun sucks. that he had was broken. He's also missing a sleeve now. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, I guess we haven't seen enough muscles. Got to. But yeah, his <laughs> his I think it's his right arm. The sleeve just torn off. Just sleeve like open to bare muscled right, right to arm. bare arms. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> A racer tosses that broken shotgun away and the noise draws the goons' attention. Who fails to radio for backup, the goons. Right. They fail to radio that, hey. We just heard something. He's in here. He's alive. He's still, still. alive. Bring in more guys, right? One of the goons picks up the shotgun and is just fucking taking a good long gander at it, man. He's examining the shit. That dude's out a of terrible it. actor too. He looks like Ooh. a caveman that has found what? like found a valuable thing for the first time. He's like, "What is this?" <laughs> so one of the guys outside with the EM guns, he's looking through his scope, sees a, a, a skeletal figure holding the shotgun. Nice shotgun, asshole. He says and blows the dude away. <laughs> that guy knew. They were in the building, though. <laughs> yeah, he knew was... they were in the building. 
It's bizarre. How is it they see this guy, but he's not seeing a racer? Everyone but these guys have radios? Yes. I don't don't know they all that. have radios? Or when you're they a lesser should. gun, if you're not given a rail gun, you have no radio. You yeah, have no radio, my friend. Fucking shit. Um, Plot hole. All the shortcomings of the EM gun are being laid bare, I feel yeah. like, here. Yeah. They're just like, killing uh, the wrong guys. Like, like who would the Russians want this? For what? <laughs> I can see why the government didn't buy it. Like, it has a lot of bugs in it, clearly. I guess if you're... Yeah, you're selling them to the Taliban or whatever. That's okay. Right. Yeah, you're just like making money selling them some like the fiat yeah. of guns, man. <laughs> the fiat stuff. It's, it's like the, the fucking fiat, fiat of, of guns. <laughs> Always jamming at the wrong time. So good. The other goon is closing in. Eraser yanks the shrapnel out of his leg and stabs the guy with it. Brilliant. It was a fucking hardcore move. Killed that dude with blood poisoning, as it turned out. But that dude was like standing on top of Eraser, basically, and yeah. didn't see him. The, the lighting <laughs> in there is bad. So Eraser grabs the dude's guns, right. sees some more guys coming in, armed with EM guns. This is Calderon and Schiff. Though they don't the, the, make it very clear at all right. that it's like your featured second-tier goons. Yeah, it's weird that that they made the decision to have James Conn call these two guys out who we've never met before by name instead of just saying, you, you, you go, and then saying, Calderon, Schiff. Follow them, make sure. Yeah. Like, anyway. The whole thing was fucked up. Eraser grabs the guns, he drops below the floor. It almost looked the like building. he pulled up part of the floor. But I yeah, guess it yeah, was I big chunks he, of debris. I think it was all fucked up from the EM guns, like the gunfire from earlier. It looked like a feat of string. But yes, oh, definitely. He ripped the floorboards out. Right. So he crawls along, he's brushing these rats aside until he's directly underneath the goons. He shoots up through the floor, kills them both. Very John McClane and Die Hard here yes. through the table. And very unceremonious deaths for Calderon and Schiff. Yeah, it's like we didn't, we didn't like, and I didn't even didn't, know it was them. If you didn't, if you couldn't recognize who they were, and as on a first watch, I was watching this, I was like, oh, that's Calderon and Schiff. But it's like, oh, I guess they're dead now. That's it. They deserve like a more memorable send off than. Yeah, anonymously. Fucking, uh, fucking Cyrus security guy got a one-on-one fight that he lost instantaneously. But at least it was like his. De- you knew who he was when he was. You knew dying. Who he was. He got a close-up before he got yeah. killed, so Cal- you knew Calderon who it was. and Schiff. It was like, oh fuck, they're dead. I okay. Well, then that must mean the movie's almost over. So Eraser then bursts up through the floor like the fucking like, Hulk. When he was like, or like in Commando, when he flung like those dozen guys off him or whatever, fighting in the mall. But yeah, he this was the floor, so crazy. Grabs an EM gun in both hands as more bad guys come a running. And I feel like this is another like this in and of itself is a feat of strength. The bursting through the floor with the rail guns, <laughs> and those things like are heavy as shit. Should be right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, more bad guys come running. He's like fucking mowing them down. They're flying through the air and shit. Daguerre radios to Calderon and shit for an update. But Eraser picks up the radio and tells Daguerrean they're both dead. They missed. That was the moment that I knew that it was Calderon and Schiff. Because yeah. until then, you didn't Calderon, really know. Schiff. But I love that. They missed. They missed. This whole exchange, too. I love the zoom in on Jimmy Khan's face for that wry little smile and him saying, Johnny? And then, and then Eraser <laughs> says, I'll be right out. And drops yes. the mic. It's I almost it. and I'll be back. Yeah. I'll but be yeah, right out. Daguerrean orders the other goons just fucking open fire. Yeah. So... Back on the boat, the Russian has picked up a phone. He's yelling at somebody in Russian. We don't really know what he's saying. We see that Lee is like sort of working the arm of the chair loose right. that she's bound to. The Russian turns to her, says it seems that her friend has arrived. And she says, well, I'll enjoy introducing him to you. 
which I liked that line. Realized like, fucker, you're dead, motherfucker. Yeah. Like if a racer's here, <laughs> you're because not long for this world. You literally can't survive. Now he whips out a knife and says that he doubts she's going to get the chance yeah, the to time, introduce the, them. The timeline has been moved up <laughs> for killing her. I mean. Yes. Now there's a huge explosion outside, which distracts the Russian. Yeah, no one can can tell me exactly why that building is exploding. What's in it? Daguerrean and the guys are shooting with normal guns, and then then dude and the crane start shooting with the railgun, and then there's just a violent explosion. Why? Yeah. Why is the building exploding? I don't know, man, because it's a movie. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. But yeah, there's the big explosion that distracts the Russian. Lee gets her hand free and she like smashes the coffee pot over Love the it. dude's head, which you know that coffee was fucking piping hot. Yeah. And there. Br- I mean, it was scorched. It probably she, smelled terrible. It tasted kicked, terrible. Oh, yes. She kicked the shit out of him. Good for Lee. Yeah. Um, a racer comes slow walking out of the flaming building with a fucking EM gun in both hands. Even the building that's still exploding. Those things seem pretty unwieldy for like the average human, but not for a fucking Julius Benedict clone, I guess, because <laughs> he's just like, and they never really show it, but I guess he's got one of these backpack, the battery pack things flung on each That's shoulder. That's true. Yeah. There's I, moments where you can sort of see him shrug it off, but I think it just probably looked stupid. So they're like, let's cut around that. But also like heart lock be damned it doesn't no, matter he's, he's just like shooting him. from the hip like in commando absolutely <laughs> man that's arnold's style bro he doesn't aim but he's laying waste to everything he sees of course he is he demolishes that mobile command center which that shit was rad that build that uh, the truck going yeah, up in flames yeah. now up on top of the big crane the guy with the em gun He's protecting the final shipping container as it's being loaded. And then Sally Boy, that's the pimp from Crocodile Takes Dundee, his shot. Takes aim. Yeah, just as the bad guy spots him through the scope, he shoots. And the bullet goes right through the scope and hits that dude in that fucking eyeball. And I guess it also hits the controls for the crane, right? I have no clue. There were two dudes up there. Okay, I thought that there were two there guys the up there, too. There was the shooter and the crane operator. Okay. But... Apparently, the guy next to him being shot made the crane operator just drop cargo. But there, yeah, but there are all kinds of sparks and stuff, so it makes me think that it hit. Oh, do you think it fucked up some? I don't. Yeah, I think that it fucked up machinery, which is why, like, here in a minute, like, he can't quite get the thing level. It just keeps maybe it damaged the forth. crane. That would make sense. Yeah, that's what I got. But also, it's like. Anyway, we'll talk about it here in a second. <laughs> this, the whole end of this movie, I'm like, what? So. The ship is, I guess, trying to see, like, fuck it, we're out of here. Because they're starting to raise the gangplank, but Lee goes running out of the, the whatever the fuck, the captain's the cabin, quarters the, the or the cabin. Yeah. She runs across the gangplank, jumps off it onto the pier. Fucking awesome stunt. Right. A hail of gunfire, none of which is, is landing. No, yeah. It's not, not finding home. So Everyone's, she, the Russians are <laughs> terrible shots. She goes to hide uh, among the crates and barrels there, but Daguerrean the, sees are her. Are they on Pier 1? No, they're on Pier 57, <laughs> not Pier 1. Crate and barrel. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, Nice. Thanks. But meanwhile, <laughs> there's like a four by four that's loaded up with baddies driving at a racer. He fucking wrecks them with his EM guns. They go like cartwheeling over right. his head. That was the moment that you could sort of see that he's got the battery pack, one flung on each shoulder. I feel like they tried to just shoot around that because it sort of looked silly. But I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. Now, suddenly, Daguerrean has Lee at gunpoint and they're on top of the shipping container. Right. 
I don't. The mechanics of that are near impossible. How, there was no ladder on the side of the shipping no. container. So he would have had to basically stick his gun in his waistband and say, "Now I'm going to climb up here and help you. You don't up. jump off or anything, or you climb up here first at gunpoint, and then I'm going to holster my gun and I'm going to climb up there. But you don't do anything while I'm. Cl- yeah, I don't know. Nope. But that's probably why it wasn't. Shown. Or maybe he had it. Maybe he had a guy like put a gun on her. We're climbing on top of the crate for some reason. Yes. So Degaren orders a racer to drop the guns. He does it. Degaren says thanks and shoots him right in the chest, just a few yards away. Oh no, he must be dead. Right. I, but Degaren should know. Shoot you, him in the head. Em- empty the fucking clip. Yeah. This Shoot him multiple we're times. We're talking about a racer right now. Maybe it's because this is his protege. He was like, oh, mm. soft spot. But so DeGaren orders the guy up in the crane to go on and load that shipping container. So the crane's fine. It starts working normally again, it seems. It lifts- no, I, got, I got it online, sir. <laughs> it lifts the container up off the ground with DeGaren and Lee on top of it. A racer who now appears to have only been shot through the shoulder. He gets up. What the fuck? <laughs> Let's remember now. He's got a bullet through his left shoulder and a, you know, a, a shrapnel few, wound. A few short days ago, he had that spike go through his right hand. Oh, fuck. I forgot all about his hand. And he just had, and he, he's had, got this he pulled a spike out of the, most thigh. of the meat of his thigh. Ooh. Yeah. So he sees the container being craned away. He runs after it as the Russian bad guys start firing. Still can't shoot shit. That was our first sighting of fucking Sven Oli Thorson was one of the goon, the Russian goons on the boat. The barrels are like exploding all around him. That's what I'm saying. What's on the dock? So he scrambles up on top of these barrels. But they're exploding. He's able to leap and grab onto the container with his one good arm, but he still has the fucking fucked up hand. Didn't you want some Cameron Poe like one arm pull ups? <laughs> yes. No one arm pull ups. <laughs> you gonna make it. I'm gonna show you God does exist. What? Is basically what's Whoa. happening here. And he's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am God. So Eraser struggles to climb up on top of the container as the Russians are continuing to shoot at him. But just then, like the sort of the scoop, the shovel yeah, the part earth, of a bulldozer yeah. raises up into view. It was just raised really fucking high for a bulldozer. Why was there a bulldozer on the pier? We don't know. We don't yeah. want to know. But the mob guys are <laughs> like, it. well, it can't be a forklift. That wouldn't make sense. They'd be they'd be. They're in a bulldozer. They got to be, yeah, it's gotta dumb it. as fucking shit. But the mob guys are in it, and they wipe the Russian gunman out. And the fucking Don or whatever, Tony Tutos was like in the shovel. Yeah. He should have been the dude driving the the forklift, yeah, right? He's, or the, he's driving the bulldozer. He's not qualified. <laughs> he's, we have Sally Boy driving, so the Don is climbing well, yeah, into clearly, the shovel. Sally Boy's the best shot. Like, why would you have him shooting? Instead, it's like... Little Mike, like, just sort of, like, <laughs> waving the gun Spraying wildly. The yeah. around. So, Daguerre looks over the edge of the shipping container and gets punched right in the fucking face by a racer. Uh, Great right-hand punch, which he's holding on with his one fucking wounded gunshot left arm. Daguerre drops his pistol, which goes sliding across the shipping container, which is, like, shaking. Seesawing back and, yeah, like, yeah. up and down. The Garen then begins putting the boots to Eraser and clubbing him with his crowbar. Where did the crowbar found. come from? <laughs> I don't know, man. He just pulled a crowbar out of nowhere. Fucking hell. Now, the pistol slides over there near Lee. Eraser manages to get the Garen in sort of this chokehold. Lee go- lets go of the chain to try to get the pistol. 
but you know the container shifts and she immediately goes tumbling off the edge it sees when she was sawing yes a racer lets go up to garen and catches lee with his good arm but is that's the one with the fucking bad hand though which I, you could not grip anything after yeah that your, for, your shit would you know, like you wouldn't be able to like ball a fist probably because no of nerve chance. damage and stuff. It's insane. That I mean, because that and, thing that went through his hand had like screw. Oh, it's like a oh, screw. No, yeah, it ripped a hole out of his hand. Ugh. And he's like holding the weight of both of them with his gunshot left arm. Uh, but just yeah. yeah, it's insane. Feet of strength. So he lifts her back up on top of the container as Daguerrean has crawled over to where the pistol's at. Eraser tells Lee to grab onto something. I thought I misheard him. In the subtitles, he it confirms that he says, grab the ladder. And there's nothing in that shot because they're like holding onto the not chains. And I was like, grab the ladder. That's and what it, he said. Yeah. And it's not until after the crane. She like, is clinging to a ladder. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Eraser tells her to grab on. He jams the crowbar up into the gears of like the crane. Daguerrean reaches the gun and turns to Eraser and says, say goodbye, John. And a racer says goodbye. That's like some fucking third grade like level kiss off lines. Yeah. Or but a racer rips the workings of the crane out, and the container just drops with he and Daguerrean still on top of it. Let's keep in mind that Daguerrean had a gun on Eraser, and, yeah. and let him swing just the crowbar at the workings, and then. But how is that even possible? Like, how shoddy is the construction of this crane? But he's so he's strong. He's so strong. Gears apart. He's so strong. <laughs> he is. It's not a, also a great plan from a racer. He went fucking kamikaze. He's like, fuck it. We're both falling, dude. Now, Lee is like, she's clinging onto the crane, onto the ladder. It's part of, like, the rigging of the crane or uh-huh. whatever. Daguerrean gets fucking wrecked, dude. When that container hits the ground, he goes flying off of it. And- we don't really see what happened we to Eraser. See, we see his body bounce off the thing. Yeah. Ugh. And like just the perspective, the ratios of his, like the body size of whatever it was that bounced off to the front of the container that opens up and the gun, the guns look enormous when they fall out. I was like, 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 why are they so fucking huge? guns or something? It, it looks, I was like, that, that bit of CG looked terrible. That they effect were, sucked. With, well, I think once they started yeah, compositing everything together, it was like, oh boy, the ratio is the, the scale of everything is all fucked we, up. We blew our load on the alligators. <laughs> yes. But yeah, the container bust open, their EM guns spill out everywhere. Um, a helicopter arrives, is hovering around, surveying the scene. We see that Beller is up in it. He's p- just pointing at shit. I wish Beller was in a helicopter for the whole movie. Just like he, <laughs> anytime. Bellercopter, any t- we call anytime, him. <laughs> yes. Anytime a racer communicated with Beller, they're like, catch a Beller. Beller's just in I'm a in chopper, chopper somewhere. Right now. <laughs> like, what is it? I'm in the, I'm in the chopper. <laughs> Get to the chopper. Uh, a racer crawls out of the wreckage, finds the gear, and he's alive, but he's oh, pinned underneath how? the door of the shipping container. Daguerrean's like begging Eraser not to, don't let me die like this. Don't let me go like this, man. How did Eraser survive without all of his body being broken? Liquified. At least his torso. All of your insides would just be liquefied, like from man. From probably mid-torso down would be ruined forever. Yes. So Eraser reluctantly lifts the door off him. Daguerrean, of course. Immediately. <laughs> he's going to to kill him. I do love that, that Arnold, like, th- that he... When he's moving around to like lift the door, he like puts his weight on the door to like yeah. support him, like pushing down, <laughs> and then and, and like and that Jimmy Con grunts is like, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Yeah, the, um, but the lifting of the door, a feat of strength again. Absolutely, man. 
Now he's also managed to hold the full weight of the container door with his gunshot arm. Fucking hell. You're not holding shit. If a bullet's gone through your shoulder, fucked all your shit up. But um, yeah, police finally arrive from all directions. I love in movies where every cop arrives simultaneously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, remember Con Air? The, like, the plane crash? Yes. Just all sides, a hundred police cars pull up. FBI or U.S. Marshals or whatever come piling out of this helicopter with assault rifles. I, I like to think that those, they're just witness protection guys. <laughs> there was like a, there was a dozen like dudes. It was like a clown car the way they were piling out of that and helicopter. And also, can we, can we talk like, would the direct, even if he was the director, would the director of witness protection be able to roll up in a helicopter to a crime scene like that? I think because a racer had called him and said, "Get your ass to Baltimore Harbor." Yeah, I'm sure he's that like, he just Get me did. A chopper, but like if like, but would he be there? Like, I'm just saying in in a hierarchical sense, or would FBI be like, "Why the fuck are you here?" So I picture it in a world in which like DeGaren and a racer are like his sons almost. Okay, and he's probably like, normally I wouldn't hop in the chopper and come out here, but, but he's these always are in like the chopper. My two shining stars, right? I'm going to go. They're I want to be there knights. to see for myself what Booby. exactly is happening. Right. Booby. <laughs> is that what you said? I said but they're my white knights. They're my white knights. Yeah, it's fucking nuts, though, dude. So, Beller surveys the scene, sees there's EM guns everywhere. Beller orders his men to take the Garen away, and he thanks Eraser. In a real world scenario, they take Eraser into custody. Definitely. Too. We don't know what's happening. We have to here. question you. We got to fucking figure, we got to get to the bottom of this yeah, shit. for sure. Lee comes running out of the carnage. Uh-huh. How the fuck did she get down from the crane? Don't know. Did the evil crane operator, like, lower her to the ground? Yeah, exactly. Like, how did she Most get to likely, the ground? He'd just fucking be like, oh, fuck this shit, and hop out and scram. He's like, I gotta get out of here. She's dangling, you know, 100 feet up or whatever. She would also, you know, broken limbs. So she and Eraser hug. It was a nice, refreshing, platonic I was hug. I say very platonic. No kiss, notable. We fade to, I guess it's a courthouse. Yeah. The DeGaren, the undersecretary, and this dude Moore Hart from Cyrez, they're exiting with reporters swarming everywhere. The trio has been indicted for treason. The undersecretary keeps quiet, but DeGaren's got a lot to say. They, He says, I'm proud of what I've done. The reporters are like, you admit to treason? I admit to patriotism. Oof. Our actions stopped a secret alliance that this administration has had with some of our nation's worst enemies. The public deserves to know the truth. And when we have our day in court, they will. What? This I, is like some gaslighting bullshit. Like, what, what, you were just in, like, what? You were doing treason to bring light to the treason that was going on? Yeah. Anyway, but what's his version of events going to be? Like, is he tossing the undersecretary and the others under the bus? Yeah, I think he says in a second that it's like, we're going to, somebody's got to take the fall and then we'll just be able, it's plausible deniability. It's like, we were trying to, we were trying we to were cover trying the to whole expose thing. it. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. But Eraser and Lee appear. Lee wonders if they might get away with it, the, the bad, bad guys. guys. Yeah. Uh, Eraser says it's possible if Moreheart takes the fall for all of them. Then he's telling her, you know, you did a great job back there in her testimony, I guess. But I also hate that she, I don't like the line that she says, I couldn't have done it without you watching over me. That's bullshit. Yeah, they got to keep Schwarzenegger the hero, I guess. 
you were you couldn't have spoken in front of Congress. <laughs> well, she wouldn't talked. be here if he hadn't kept her alive. Oh uh, well, think, I, maybe. I, in that context, okay. But like, I couldn't have said these words without you <laughs> there to staring at me in the courtroom. <laughs> I feel like at this point, Eraser is also a star witness. Yeah. He's like, oh, no, I was there when all the shit was going down. I'm the down. one who found the shit on the computer by accident <laughs> the second time. Yes. Um, but so then Eraser asks her if she's ready. Mm-hmm. She sort of nervously nods. Beller exits and gives this fucking huge shit-eating grin right to the camera. I, I feel like something is missing. Like there, was, there must have been an exchange between Arnold and James Coburn that was cut. That that moment was so odd. <laughs> he should have walked or he's out. Like, or is it like Eraser's going to get some tail? He should have walked out with Eraser yeah. and Lee, yeah. not like separately. But if you look up shit eating grin in the dictionary, that's, that's what it. you're going to see. Man, like I fucking love it. I love the taste. <laughs> I fucking eat shit and I love it. <laughs> oh, I hate God. myself for loving it, but I love it. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. But yeah so yeah. the undersecretary tells DeGarren, you know, you gave a nice speech, but you need to learn not to talk to reporters. Right. DeGarren doesn't seem overly worried. He's like, once Lee's dead, this case is never going to go to trial. Wait, what? They're fucking out in the open. Yeah. <laughs> Bizarre can, shit to talk can hear about. You. <laughs> Let's wait till we get in the car, huh? So Eraser and Lee, they go and get into a cargo van. There's like no shortage of cargo vans in this movie either. But Must have to deal with GM or something. Yeah, then the van just blows sky high. Beller is shocked, as are Daguerre and the Undersecretary. So my, my read from this was that when it blew up, that Daguerre was like, instead of being more shocked, was like, oh, nice. Nice. Like this sort of <laughs> wry grin crosses yeah, his face. He's like, like that's convenient. Like, and, and I immediately thought, was that the plan? Because he had just, like, that paid off the line that he had just said was, my immediate thought was that he had planned exactly. this. Exactly. We got to kill him. Right. right. No matter what. But yeah, Daguerre sort of smirks, and the bad guys all get into a limousine, which I also feel like a bunch of dudes who just got indicted for selling out the co- the country, like ride riding together. off in a limousine is not great optics. You don't ride together to court either. The lawyers should have advised against that. Yeah, it's like you're don't all- Don't ride together in a limousine. You're all taking public <laughs> transportation to get there. Now, underneath the flaming wreckage of the van, we see this metal grate is being moved back into place. Which means that whoever is down there would have been impacted in some way by the explosion. Absolutely. But Eraser's up to his old bullshit. He's like (laughs) putting innocent bystanders in danger. Yeah, that van exploding could have killed any number of people. Just to hoodwink the bad guys. Um, And now as the limo drives off through D.C., we see the streets are fucking soaking wet. Even though it's sunny outside. Don't know what's going on. Right. Inside the limo, DeGarren is saying, with that bitch gone, <laughs> quote unquote, Whoa. we're now free to spin doctor our way out of this shit and fire the whole operation up again. That was fast. Yeah. The others aren't so sure about it. I think it's more hard is like, what about the people she's been in contact with? Her friends, her family. Jimmy, there's a fuck her friends. Or fuck her family. Fuck her friends. I'll kill them one by one. The men chuckle at it. Fucking killer <laughs> delivery from Khan, though. Yeah, that voice is awesome. But what would she have told her friends and family that she hasn't already told law enforcement? Right. I or, don't know. Or Congress, for that matter. DeGarren praises the undersecretary for his initiative at blowing up the van. Says, like, it's genius. 
There are a lot of witnesses around to say we were nowhere near it. It's it was like, quick. What are you talking Hundreds about? of people. The whole well, I mean, you were, in the grand scheme of things, you were very close to where yeah. this happened. Just less than 100 yards, probably. <laughs> the undersecretary is confused. Wait, um, what? He says, I thought you set that up. The limo lurches to a stop. The doors lock. We see that Johnny hops out of the passenger seat and skedaddles away. Yeah. Eraser still using Johnny in his schemes. Um, the phone inside the limo rings. Fucking blasting the past little car phone action. Yeah. The undersecretary answers. He passes the phone to DeGarren, says it's for you. And uh, we got Eraser there. Says, you've just been erased. I wish to God it had been the dude from the beginning of the movie. <laughs> you've just been erased. You've just been erased. Or or that he'd knocked on the window and said it. They like rolled <laughs> the window. Excuse me, guys. You've just been erased. <laughs> like that was his deal. Like that's his job. He doesn't do anything else but yes. like deliver the bad news. I'm that news. guy. I'm the, I'm the erase line guy. <laughs> but DeGarren, he whips his head around, sees a racer standing nearby on a cell phone. The railroad bells begin to ring. The arms lower as we see that the limo is parked on top of the tracks. So, or does a racer have the train schedule? Yes. He knew that there was a... Also, he's risking derailing a train right now. <laughs> Fuck, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> oh, we Fuck got em. to do it, man. Yeah. So this oncoming train comes, it plows into the limousine. It's a fucking huge crash. Yeah. The car's like fiery, and I was like, I'm not, I don't know about the fire and the crash. Again, things catching fire awfully fast in this movie. Yeah. So um, <laughs> Johnny waves to a racer as he drives away. Let's stop to recognize. That Eraser just enlisted Johnny to help him kill some people. Uh-huh. And, like, Johnny's like, oh, it's a pleasure. That's a pleasure murdering with you. Have a good day. See you around. It was even wonder, like, what became of Come the- Come by the bar. What became of the other mob guys who were out on the pier? Like Tony Tutos? Yeah, and, those and dudes. Family? Sally Boy and- They're all Little fine. Mike. Did they, like, sneak away? Did they- Or did the, the government turn them loose? I think that they like Eraser probably helped them. They helped us. Yeah. Let them go. Yeah. Or they probably, they, in all likelihood, they could have said, we're with the union. We were here checking out to see yeah, what they were, were doing. Yeah, just looking around. I did love that angle of the movie. Like the whole union bit. Yeah. That, that, all that shit was very funny. <laughs> it was nice. So Eraser trots over to this SUV where Lee's waiting. She asks what happened. He says, they caught a train. It's such a such a thing in his movies for the a female character to ask what happened to the bad guy, and then I, I let, let him, him go. go. I let them go. He called he a train. To, he had to split. <laughs> Always. What happened yeah. to him? What'd you do? I I killed him in the most grisly way possible. But I'm not going to tell you to protect you because you're a woman. So on get, the floor. Uh, get on the floor. Get down. Run. But fucking guitar shred. Breathe. Roll credits to the song. I love that he says, no sooner they caught a train. Black. Credits. Done. Roll it's like credits. the movie's the over. The song was uh, from Trevor Rabin called Caught a Train. <laughs> that dude was, um he was like the front man for Yes for okay. a little while. All right. he uh, yeah, He's a rock and roll hall of famer. Owner of a lonely heart. Nice. That's him. Love it. Um, did you stick around, though, for the Vanessa Williams ballad? No, I couldn't. On the credits? I couldn't possibly. She had a song on the credits called Where Do We Go From Here? Indeed. It, it was fucking cringy ballad. Like, yeah, it was bizarre shit. But it was, like, I think a remnant of the romance angle that got completely axed from yeah, the movie. It just... Was, it was a good fucking call, because there wasn't, like, romantic chemistry. Well, there's no time. 
This is no time. Yes. We don't have time to get get our fuck on. I'm trying to think of movies in in which that's done effectively. I didn't even buy like Terminator. What about Born Born Identity with uh where she suddenly just with like Lola run Lola run and and Matt Damon. Yeah. And it's like, why is she into him now? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I guess because trauma, cute. trauma does stuff to you, but or, it, yeah, it, it doesn't really. What about Keanu and Sandra Bullock and Speed? That kind of worked. Yeah, like when it's been a, when it, when it's been happening over the course of the entire movie. Then That's that true. For the, makes for the lion's share of this movie, they were not together. No. And yeah. she was, and when she was, just like she's not really talking. Plus, that there was like probably a fifty. 15 to 20 year age gap also yeah that's but, true but yeah, it's odd yeah um, like the terminator is about one of the only ones where i can think it's like but even then it's like i i can't other than both of these people are severely traumatized it's like what drove them to each other like why are they already like super down with each other well, it was independence day logic you don't want to die a virgin do you <laughs> to uh reese yeah who had never got his fuck on i think yeah but I could see how, like, it's like, fuck this shit. My life's in danger constantly. Like, you just want to, like, have some release. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know. Well, just, it, the movie's it was over. Wise, <laughs> it was wise, I think, of this movie not to try to force it. Yeah. That, it wasn't but, but, but again, it's, it's like one of the parts of this movie having sort of an identity crisis. Is it a serious movie with funny moments? Is it? It's because it's, it's not a funny movie by any stretch. No, this is not a funny movie. It is a. It a, it feels, um, I don't know, like a one of the darker Bond movies in that regard, where it's Honestly, just like there's not any, there's no levity in this yeah. until the until essentially the last chapter. Like the, Pastorelli and the mob guys were pretty much the comic relief. For the movie. Yeah. Supposedly the movie was written to be a film for De Niro to star in. Like when it was first. Okay. And that makes me think of like, it would have been less of an action spectacle and more of like a... It would have been like thriller. A thriller movie. Yeah, it probably would have been fucking great. Yeah. I could see De Niro as like the eraser, you know? Yeah, totally. Man, that makes me wish that De Niro had been in this movie. It would have been something like Ronin, you know? like Yeah, that's exactly what I was just thinking. Absolutely. So... But as we mentioned previously, the role then was apparently offered to Stallone, who didn't like it because he thought it was fucking poorly written. And he went off and did Copland instead, which <laughs> Copland's a fucking great movie. Yeah. Um, but it's just funny for Stallone to be like, it's poorly No, for written. him to think a script as bad as Rich. But I think there was a lot of rewrites that happened. Like, yeah. it might have been it might have been legitimately bad in his first, like, oh, version that yeah, reached I'm sure Stallone. But yeah, this director, Chuck Russell, apparently, and the producer, Arnold Copelson, like, had a rocky relationship. During the production, they couldn't, they they wouldn't talk to each other. So, like, fucking Schwarzenegger was the go-between. He got along with both of them and was like... No wonder he seems like... Even Schwarzenegger in this feels, like, exhausted. Like he, he probably feel, had a lot of extra exhausted. stress yeah. on him because he's like, why do I got to be the fucking go-between yeah. between the director and the producers? Yeah. Like, negotiating fucking schedules and logistics and shit because those dudes, like, wouldn't talk to each other, apparently. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know how that even happens. You fire the director if that's the case, right? Except maybe then you worry that Schwarzenegger and this dude wanted to work together. And right. Who the fuck knows? And probably, I mean, at that point, the Schwarzenegger talks to the producer and is like, look, I'll I'll take care of it. Yeah. And who, who knows? Uh, Arnold I'll maybe. Tell him, you tell maybe him. Arnold was pumping m- it's money into this. One too. of the situations where it's like, hey, hey, John, tell this guy that I said this, even though you're like, Right easily there. just pick up the phone and call whatever. But um, 
I feel like the movie also just was fucking heavily over like overhauled and edit because I think I mentioned this to you offline, but I don't think I mentioned it on air. I keep finding these references to the fact that James Conn's Daguerrean character was supposed to be named the Samaritan. Yeah. Like that was his like his code name or some shit, but it's never once mentioned in the final cut. But I've seen interviews of people on the set referring to James Conn's character as the Samaritan. And I'm just like, there must have been a lot of shit that changed from what they thought they were filming on set to what actually reached theaters. I wonder, I wonder, yeah, about like what the reshoot situation was. I don't know. It must have been like heavy. Well, we also mentioned like the Cyrez. Yeah, the name had been Cyrex before. Like they had to change that in post production and Mm -hmm. shit. But um, as always seems to be the case, I read where James Conn had had a great time working with Schwarzenegger. He said that like he was a little sad anytime that Schwarzenegger wasn't on set when he was working because those two like to sort of cut up and screw around together. And basically no one ever got mad at Arnold when Arnold would like pull a prank on somebody. So he's like, you know, when Arnold's around, we can get away with shit because no one's ever mad at him. But when it's just me, like I'm the fucking asshole in the room, you know, whatever. I think as we mentioned, film premiered at the Atlanta Olympic Village. Yes. Where your boys lived for three, three years. Absolutely. That's where we first encountered each other and and founded this uh, decades long friendship. Yeah, bro. That's awesome to me. It is very cool. The reviews for the movie, very mixed. Uh Uh-huh. Did you read Ebert? I I did not. Ebert liked it. Hey! Well, Ebert said it pays to have a short attention span on this movie, but he dug it. He was like, all that being said, I liked the movie. It was a lot of fun. You know, it was Arnold doing Arnold things. The movie, modest success. Mm-hmm. It cost an estimated $100 million to make. It made about $240 million worldwide. It was up against some fucking strong summer competition in 96, dude. Yeah, you were telling me about this earlier. Independence Day was the, the number one movie of the year. So good. Came out a couple weeks maybe after this movie. Um, Twister and Mission Impossible and The Rock all were out Fuck. that summer. Wow. Yeah. Very stiff competition. Yeah. Man, so what I guess a summer. The, all those movies are better than this one. So yeah, objectively. it's like, yeah. Yeah. We're but, talking about, we need it. We're, we're due for a twister rewatch. Also 1996 movies that made a lot of money. Heat was so out. That came good. out the very end of 95, made a lot of money. Apparently globally and made like a shit ton heat. Maybe just because it's like, oh, Pacino and De Niro in a movie together domestically was well, yeah, fine. That's a good action movie. It's a great fucking movie. Ransom came out that year. I love that Mel movie. Gibson. Yeah. yeah. Jerry Maguire. Oh. Was that that year? Scream. Oscar winner. Came out wow. that year. The Bender. Man. Yeah, dude. Broken Arrow came out okay. that year. Another action movie for us. Jingle All the Way. Another Schwarzenegger flick came out in the, on the holiday season. Arnold. Long Kiss Goodnight. Which we've talked about. One of the greatest movies Solid. ever made, probably. The Ghost in the Darkness. Ooh. Do you like that flick? Yeah, I really like that Lion movie. Lion Hunters and uh, fucking Val Kilmer and Michael Douglas. Yeah, that was um, that was a, an actual... I, I really liked that movie. I, I like Michael Douglas and I loved Val Kilmer. Another movie mentioned regularly on this podcast, The Island of Dr. Moreau. <laughs> oh, speaking year. of Val Kilmer. <laughs> and another one that we mentioned a lot, Multiplicity. I saw that. So I saw that movie. It was probably on the same HBO free week or free month Uh that I watched Multiplicity probably 20 times and haven't seen it since. 
So it, good. It, it holds and up. And Eraser and a few others were like just on fucking heavy rotation, man. You on know, that summer, but it was probably 97 or something, a little free HBO trial. Yeah. Jacob Arnold and I ragged out that multiplicity. You know VHS. when you make a copy of a copy? You know when you make a copy of a copy and it's not a sharp? <laughs> I two, watched yeah, the tuck, shit out of that. Tuck and fold. Two tucks and a fold. <laughs> <laughs> I remember very little about that movie except being like, this is not as good as Eraser. When's Eraser? Is Eraser coming on next? That's probably <laughs> what I was thinking. But they're both equally like, uh, whatever. Uh, if you're a Michael Keaton fan... Then the more Michaels, the merrier. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Michael Keaton playing multiple versions of himself. How many Michael Keatons were there? Were there, there more than the original three? and then three copies? Okay. There was the Butch copy, the sort yeah, of the effeminate alpha copy, male type the, copy, the, the, the effeminate copy, and, and then the the, 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 the special, dullard, the dullard copy. She touched my puppy. She touched my puppy, Steve. That was like the copy of the copy. Give me a wallet. <laughs> I love he puts a piece of pizza in his wallet, like licks his licks, <laughs> licks it. <laughs> She touched but my baby Steve. I remember that movie, but I she haven't seen that movie in decades, but I have seen it probably 20 to 30 times. That's what I'm saying. Like, Michael Keaton, like, one need go no further than Gung Ho, uh, Mr. Mom, Beetlejuice. Michael Keaton was Batman, like... Batman, bro. It, but I'm saying, like, just a comic, like, oh, genius. Yeah. Like, a comic genius. And then his Batman was so, like, different. It was so different than anyone well, thought it was going to be. Well, he wasn't like the butch macho Batman. He was sort of like... A quirky weird guy uh, but i thought it's like that's that is how billionaires act yes. just fucking off the rails he's like coked up madman <laughs> like elon musk saying stupid shit yes anyway that was 1996 though in a nutshell and that was eraser yeah dude eraser i enjoyed it as a blind a- taste test it was it was palatable it's fine yeah, I mean, it definitely it's, had words. It's absolutely, it's a serviceable movie. That's the, the word that I keep coming back to. It's serviceable. Yeah. It wasn't, you would never say it was a bad movie. It is not going to be on a Criterion Blu-ray, But it's not say. fun. It's not fun to watch. It's not one you no. want to revisit over and over. No. No. I had a fun talk. I had fun talking about it yeah, because I haven't always. thought about this movie in a decade, always. probably. Yeah. Kevin Kevin had that vintage t-shirt too. I did. I used to play basketball in my you've been erased t-shirt. Fuck yeah. A little street ball. You've been erased. You've been erased, sucker. <laughs> I wish that you've been erased. Hey, you've just been erased. That dude was like <laughs> cheerful with the way he said it. That one guy in the beginning. Uh, it was odd. He did not nail the delivery. And no, like I, how many takes did they just like you've got one chance. That's it. Cut and print. What? I can do I got another in me. That's no, not, that could not be the was, best take. Yeah. No. How many times do you think that dude was? How many times do you think that dude said that line before they're like, fuck, we gotta move on? And we never saw him again. I no. wonder if he thought this was gonna be like his he's gonna catapult him to start. Or if he was another stunt guy? You've I don't just, know. Relax. You've just been erased. <laughs> it was a weird delivery. Oh, anyway. Man. Anyway. That's I've all. had fun talking about it yeah, with man. you, buddy. Me too. Thanks for taking the journey. Oh, I loved it. This was fun. Yeah, dude. Always. In the meantime, we'd like to again thank all our friends at the Last of the Action Network. Uh, Last of the Action Network. In the, in the meantime, the we'd like to. Is so good. 13th Colony. In the meantime, we'd like to thank all of our friends at the Last of the Action Heroes Network. Uh, Dame Helen Mirren. Uh, yes. Is she a dame? She's got to be. She's Dame. 
Um, all the rest of our huge Hello fans. Bottom Carter's <laughs> <Yes>. probably checking <laughs> in. Big time. Uh, we, we love you guys. We're not sure what's coming up next, but we'll, we'll get a handle on it while we're at the beach next week. Absolutely. Uh, and in the meantime. <laughs> Rub suntan lotion on your shoulders. <laughs> we're going to senoritas and margaritas. Ooh, point break style. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we'll be back. <laughs> <laughs>